0: Just when you thought it was safe to go on to iTunes, this is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix.
1: Hi and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guys Show podcast with your host Ian Dawson Mackay. Today's guest is Doctor Ryan Masters. Ryan is an entrepreneur, adventurer, coach, and a host of three YouTube channels, which collectively have had over 18 million views, 170,000 plus subscribers worldwide. And Ryan helps men transform their bodies, their lives, and learn to live a more epic and bolder life. In this interview, we cover how you can stop life passing you by. Begin your transformation today, no matter where you're starting from, and work towards achieving your life goals. Before we get into that, first a quick word about my affiliates. I've managed to build up some great relationships with some awesome companies. This allows me to obtain some special discount codes, deals and listener exclusives. Please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates for further information. I particularly love the Triber Mentors book by Tim Ferriss. The Cognitive Enhancers, which are called Alpha Brains from Onit.com, and the natural by the awesome RSD Max. That will help you your dating life like nothing else. For these and so much more, please check out www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. And now, to the interview with Ryan. Hope you enjoy. Um, So if I met you at a bar and I asked you what you did, you had 30 seconds to reply, what would you say? You know, Why are you so well known?
0: Um, well, depending on mood was in, well, I'd probably say I'm an entrepreneur, you know, like small talk, keep it small, um, because I have several different things. So I have, you know, Sparta strength is, which is my men's development and coaching business, but I also run a marketing agency and then I have a country dance channel where I teach people how to uh, dance to country music.
1: Yeah. So this is why I was wanting to get to speak to you because there's such a range of things, you know, that we could discuss. You know that you'd the story about when you'd helped your parents' business out. You know, and there was so much there that, there's so many questions. But I mean, was it a turning point that got you moving towards change and development, and you know, getting the body that you always wanted? Was it the 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 parents' furniture store issue that caused it?
0: Um, it wasn't like it was just there wasn't like a uh, a um, what is it, a rising, conf- what is it, the apex or whatever, there wasn't like a switch where it's like, okay, now I'm going to get in shape all of a sudden. I was always active at some capacity, never quite, you know, I think like a lot of guys, you know, you go to the gym and you're like, okay, I'm being healthy, I guess, and, you know, feeling a little bit of progress, but it was never quite where I wanted to be. Um, and, yeah, like starting my journey as an entrepreneur certainly helped all of that because to succeed there, you just have to learn, you know, continually learn and try things and fail and make mistakes and, and measure. And, and so I started applying those concepts to my training. And that's when I saw um, the best results and the fastest results and uh, by actually doing less stuff. So I was like, okay, well, it worked for me. Let me, you know, share this with other guys because I'm not a, I'm not a bodybuilder. I, I think. Uh, you know, meatheads and guys like that are a lot of them from my experience uh, and I started going down that path, but a lot of them are um, a lot of guys start working at it cause it's like, Hey, I want to become, you know, more confident. And, and I think there's a, there's a, oh, you know, it's okay to start that way, but some people have ended up, you know, attaching their ego and self worth to how they look. Um, and it's just like, for me, it's just—I mean, if it works for them, hey, that's cool. But for me, it's like that's not the, the purpose of life. It's like I want to be strong and fit and, and look in shape, sure. But my life is not devoted like that. Doesn't fulfill my life, you know.
1: I mean, and that's a big thing—is we put so much self-worth in what we see in the mirror when there's so mu- so much more to a person. You know, I really liked that bit on your website where you said that you were—you know—you were struggling till recently. And then you kind of figured out what worked for you. And I think that's the thing is, like, so many guys don't know, even know where to start. And the fact that you could break it down into such easy, actionable steps, do you think that's why your approach is so attractive to men? You know, you're showing them how to get through the the BS of the fitness industry? Or, you know, why what, what do yeah. you think it resonates with guys today?
0: I think for, you know, for the guys who, like, it resonates with guy, all the guys who've completed it because... um the guys that I work with and help are the ones who are busy men, they're family guys or they're working and like they want to be in shape. They want to be strong, but they don't want to spend five hour, 500 hours in the gym and they don't want to be doing 5,000 exercises. And, and, uh, and so when they, when they come across the Spartan Rises, like what I teach is like, listen, the reason if you, if you don't have results, um, like you, you're trying to solve, a lifestyle problem with a workout okay a workout doesn't fix a lifestyle problem um, you have to change your lifestyle and so that's why my Spartan rise is like teaches guys it's if there's a lifting plan in there yes but there's life coaching in there as well and that's the the kind of secret sauce is the nine weeks of video coaching that shows them okay listen, you know, here's how we need, we hear the habits were changed. I never say habits cause that's not fun, but here are the things that we're changing. I give them a mission each week and they accomplish it and they start getting progress and seeing wins. And then the best feed, the, the feedback, the common feedback I get, it's like, wow, everything I've learned from this lifestyle program applies to all the other areas of my life. And that's when I'm like, yes, exactly right. You know? So it's like, if we're learning one thing, why not leverage it and apply it everywhere else?
1: No, I, I, I really love that approach. You know that kind of no work, no workout can fix a lifestyle problem, and that's the main issue. Is you know people go to the gym, work their arses off, but they don't fix the underlying issue that that's holding them back. Can you give an example of like a you know like a mission or a challenge that you set them?
0: Sure. Um, so like one of the the first missions that we learn is a tool I call the Spartan Strength Ladder, which is a specific way. Of how to track how much you lift and how to increase the amount you lift every time you work out or every other time depending how long it is, and so it's a, it's a tool that um, I have guys use because this is how now we have a measure a measurable way to see progress because a lot of guys when they start out understandably because this is what you know fitness baloney teaches. Which is like look in the mirror and in ninety days you'll be like this fitness model guy, which is not true at all. But so guys are working out, they're going to the gym, and they look in the mirror after two weeks and they're like, well, I don't see anything happening. This sucks. It's not working. See you later. And understandably so, because it's like asking somebody to work for free. It's like, oh yeah, we'll pay you. You know, we'll pay you nine months down the road, and that's very hard to do. Whereas what I say with the Spartan Strength ladder is, hey, look! After two weeks, you're getting a paycheck. You're going to see, hey, I used to bench, um, you know, 50 kilos or whatever, and now I'm benching 55. And it's and it's not about comparing how much you bench versus the next guy. It's just knowing, okay, the old me could only do 55 or could only do 50. Now I'm doing 55, In a month I'm doing 75. Like it's a it's it's that simple progression that makes uh, it that makes all the difference.
1: So where did the you know the interest in Sparta come from like where what made you take the the ideology and like you know the kind of the fighting people of Sparta and turn it into a business because when I seen it I mean I'm a big fan of three hundred that kind of drew me in but it was actually what you taught made me a fan so could you go into a little bit you know how did you merge those kind of two interests
0: um it was just something that resonated with me and I've learned that You know, again, I'm not here to convince and and you know help every guy. Like it's, I understand people, different people follow different for different reasons. But I've also learned that, you know, my number one value is authentic courage. So if something resonates with me, then it's my duty to just share it or incorporate it in a way because it's probably going to resonate with you know my followers. And so just like you, you know, that movie really resonated with me. I really enjoyed it and. Um, again, it's like you always get the guys who are like, yeah, it's not 100% historically accurate. And it's like, okay, dude, that's not, that's not <laughs> the point. It's like, we're just espousing just kind of the values of like no retreat, no surrender. And I'm not talking about you need to go out and fight somebody, but it's just in general, every day there's a battle in some capacity that we're fighting, whether it's battle to get up at five in the morning, a battle to finish this project, a battle to show up and be fully present in your relationship, you know, and so having that that mindset of no retreat no surrender keep moving forward like what can I do you know Spartans in terms of all the Greeks like they're a small percentage right so not everybody is a Spartan like not everybody and it doesn't mean we're well, not saying they're better than other people are not it's just their guys who knew what they they were you know authentically courageous they knew what they stood for they knew what made their hearts beat they knew why they were living and they followed those values um to you know to their death and i think that's you know admirable in in any capacity
1: no i completely agree i mean i know there wasn't many scottish guys leading you know like the greek armies but
0: um, Well, you are your uh, brave right
1: uh, well <laughs> we had uh, we had a maniac uh, mel gibson uh, leading ours like you know it's um i mean i loved the movie but obviously there's some big issues with it but It's one of those things that showed guys what you know, having a true mission in their life and just getting up and fighting for each other. You know, there was so much to take from it. Do you think that's where guys are going wrong now? That we don't have this kind of mission, we don't have that challenge in our everyday lives?
0: Yeah, I think I think that definitely. I mean, it's so complicated now. It's not necessarily one thing, but that's definitely something I see with a lot of guys that I coach. It's like they're wrestling with. Um, you know, they don't feel they have a sense of direction or they feel stuck or they, yeah, they don't feel they're on mission or have a mission or maybe they did and they kind of completed that. And so now like what's next? So they're in this gray zone. Um And a lot of guys are in this like mental cage that comes from all sorts of things, but just my, again, with the guys that I'm talking to and what I'm seeing, is just like all these, it's really the should cage. So it's like All these things that they're thinking they should be, they should be this, they should be this nice guy, should never, you know, ruffle feathers and all this like, you know, almost not like anti-masculine, but just society in general has kind of really tried to neuter guys um, in a sense. And and I don't believe in taking victim, it's just more of just understanding what are the external environmental forces, because to think that you're not impacted by the media, by the people you're hanging out with, by what's on the news... Um, that's which is why, by the way, I don't watch the news, like that stuff all has an impact and and I think, yeah, not having that core mission, that core direction really can sink a lot of guys because they just feel like they're drifting and not living up to their potential
1: uh, I mean, every time you speak or I see in an interview, you know I hear something like the you know the should contain it or and it makes me think, you know, yeah, I'm like that myself, and it makes you. Th- notice these things in your mind, you know, when, you, when you're thinking it, when you're seeing it and how kind of, we are in, influenced by everything. You know, you can't go past a shop building, whatever, without pictures and like, you know, people's comments and family values and stuff like that. So I noticed you have a thing about um, avoiding a mediocre life. And you were mentioning there about people not living up to what they could be. What do you think is a mediocre life for a man? And what are the main excuses you see for people? You know, like, why? how can they overcome those?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one, man. Like, the hardest thing um, that I see, and especially with, like, guys that I coach, because obviously I get more private time with them, but it's like this is a lack of self-awareness. Um, and it's hard, because just saying that, that someone's not going to be, you know... It's my job as a coach to communicate that in a way that makes sense. Just saying, oh, people don't have self-awareness. Well, that's not, I mean, that's true, but it doesn't help someone who doesn't have it. Um, but just just guys who, um, you know, in some capacity aren't willing to stand up and, again, kind of fight or, or do take care of themselves, really. Like the biggest thing I see, because, you know, again, I do, my focus is all on the inner work and the health work and strength for men and is guys who, like, live under this, like, facade of hero, like, oh, I can't work out, I can't train, I can't invest in myself, because I have to, you know, do all these things for my family, and so they're, like, deceiving themselves, because they're just trying to sound like a nice guy, when the reality is, you know, in 30 years down the road, when your health's crash and you're, you know, on all these meds and things, like, your family's gonna have to take care of you, so you're, you're causing the whole you're causing the problem that you're pretending that you're not, uh, you know, that you're pretending to solve. And on top of that, it's like, what kind of example are you showing to your wife, to your children, to your, you know, by by not um, taking care of yourself? And it just doesn't mean you need to be like a bodybuilder. It just means you need to be proactive, not reactive, in your life and in your health and in your uh, in investing in yourself. A good question to ask, like, so here's a good self awareness question. It's like, did you invest five percent of your income last year in in yourself in self improvement in taking classes and reading books and hiring a coach and going to courses, and if the answer is no, then there's a good chance you know that you are not you are not moving forward to your potential
1: because that was the'm <coughs> I'm sorry'm I'm totally choked cool. with that was the thing about Spartans is that they had their mission you know that it was to keep building up the fighting skills till and then you were to die in a glorious death you know. And I think that's a big thing here is we don't know what we need from it, so what do you why is your framework power passion, and purpose why why have you set it up in that particular way to overcome you know the kind of issues you were just mentioning
0: uh well, I think those are all that's all the inner work that guys you know who who do want to get to that next level and want to you know always be maximizing their potential that's what they're focusing on so power you know it covers a lot of things obviously you know there's physical power but it's more of like the self-control power over yourself um in terms of strength and vitality yes but also finances and um you know just self-control discipline all that passion you know relationships how do you show up in relationships both you know not only romantic, but with other men with, with your children, with your family, coworkers, et cetera. Um, also passion in the sense that are you aware of what gives you energy, what, what you love doing versus what you don't doing. A lot of guys I've seen have become so numb, like they don't even realize, you know, 80% of the things they're doing both in work and outside of work are draining them because they don't give them energy. Um, now, I'm not going to say you're going to live a life where 100% of the things you do give you energy. That's not really feasible. However, you most certainly can, after you know, judicious study and investing in yourself and and working like, move to where you're always in a net positive energy lifestyle, meaning that you're doing more of the things that recharge you, um, and less of the things that drain you, and the overall energy uh, that you have is positive because you have more positive than negative. If that makes sense.
1: Sure. And I noticed you mentioned in the video about passion that people get caught up in the activity rather than the the true passion from it. Can you go into a little bit about what you mean by that? You know, like because a lot of guys go, yeah, I need more passion in my life. I'm going to go white white water rafting, or I'm going to go for a sky dive. You know, where where are guys going wrong when it comes to passion?
0: Yeah, I think and it's it's and it's just the way it's taught. So it's not like they're you know something's wrong with them per se. It's just Most people think like, oh, passion, I like to ride a motorcycle. That's my passion. Well, no, that's not your passion. You like to do it, yes, but it's you have to drill down and and figure out the why behind it. It's like the free you know, on a motorcycle it's like the freedom, the risk, you know, potential injury, maybe it's the speed. So it's the things behind it. So it's like the sense of adventure. Um, you know, I like, it's like, I so, you know, we'll just boil it down like the freedom and adventure. Okay. So your passion is freedom and adventure. Well, you don't have to be on a motorcycle to experience that. That's one way you could go camping, you know, you could, you know, go skydiving like that's that. So when you drill it down one layer and realize the root of the passion that opens up the landscape for you to find other activities like motorcycle riding that can help trigger that that passion on, and help you spend more time in it
1: and would you do a similar sort of thing for helping somebody develop their purpose in life you know it's can you help somebody find it or do you just show them the clues to getting you know till they start noticing it and understanding what their true purpose is
0: yeah it's it's you can't you definitely can't tell somebody what it is they have to figure it out on their own but you can you can give them kind of yeah clues and guys I so my coaching program is called the hunt within and that's the whole point is like look I can't like I can't do the hunt for you I can't kill the beast but I can show you where they come and I can show you the best weapons that work for me to figure out mine and set you up for success to to you know to nail down and get yours
1: I mean, I love the, the fact that, you know, you're a dictator and the uh, uh, dictator was somebody that used to train the soldiers and, you know, was like a coach nowadays, but, you know, he was getting the gladiators ready for battle. So do you think we all need a coach? Can guys do this on their own? Or have we become so smitten with bullshit that we've forgotten how to find, you know, to really go for our goals in life?
0: Well, I mean, it, it's it's... Um, you you definitely need to invest in yourself. So whether that's with a coach or whether that's just buying books or going to a workshop or going to a university course, um, there's no doubt. Like there's you you absolutely, like I said, if you're not spending five percent of your income a year investing in yourself, like you're just shortchanging your your life and your potential. Um, because nobody's born knowing everything. That's just not how it works. You know. Um, now coach the right coach can help you accelerate your learning curve um, and give you more purpose. Cause you know, the, the problem, the challenge you can run into is like, okay, you buy all these books and read all these books, but what if you're picking the wrong books because you're, you're not quite fully aware of the problem. Like you think, you think you have a relationship problem with your girlfriend or spouse, but actually what you really have is, is a, you know, self-awareness problem of this particular thing triggers you. So it's like, it's just a longer journey sometimes doing it yourself versus getting coaching. But also if you get the wrong coach, they can send you down the wrong way too. So it's, it's you know, I wouldn't say, no, every man, everybody needs a coach. But I do say everyone needs to invest in themselves. And in general, coaching or workshops tends to help accelerate those results faster.
1: Um, do you have a kind of criteria that you would ex- advise people to use for picking a good coach? You know, say some. What kind of programs would you recommend somebody to go on? Like, what if somebody was listening to this and said, "Oh yeah, you know, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about." What what do you offer in terms of coaching? And you know, like how, what levels do you offer?
0: Well, if somebody's looking for a coach or a workshop or whatever, like yeah, whenever I, am, when, whenever I'm considering you know getting a coach or even buying a book or whatever, like I look at the author and I re- see like have they accomplished whatever it is that i'm trying to accomplish you know so can they teach me from a place of authority not, you know not not to say that everyone has to have done whatever it is you want to do but it certainly is a good indicator you know if if someone is not in shape at all you know and they've read all these health books i mean that's they certainly have some knowledge but they don't have the necessary wisdom of doing it themselves and so for me personally i'm just not gonna you know i'm just not gonna waste my time with that i'd rather have someone and pay a little more who's done it who has both the knowledge and the wisdom slash experience
1: no it makes perfect sense and so would you i mean you have a fantastic physique and you obviously have put a lot of work into it now would you would you have um agree with the concept that the body is a true reflection of the mind, you know, is, the, like, how no, can no. how can we find our why for going to the gym, really, you know?
0: Um, I mean, no, I wouldn't agree with that concept, but you can find the why. It's usually it's going to be beside your, it's not going to be just you. Like, oh, like, just working out because I want to look good is not really enough to do it. I mean, usually it's like, I want to help other people. I want to be stronger for other people. I want to make an impact. I want to maximize my potential. And if you're if you're huffing and puffing, walking up a flight of stairs, like, you know, you just aren't going to have that, you know, business is a competitive sport, whether you own the business or whether you're an employee, like you aren't able to show up as, a, as an A player if you're not, um, it doesn't mean, again, you don't need to be like bodybuilder, but if you're not taking care of your health, because that's a big source of your energy.
1: So do you think, I mean, is there like a set of physical challenges that every guy should be able to do? You know, like how do you start somebody off in the gym? Is there a philosophy of, you know, do you just start them normal or do you set it into different challenges and make it enjoyable to them? You know, like how would you take somebody who's sitting on a couch for ages just after a bad breakup, no idea what they're wanting to do in life? How What would you start with them?
0: Uh, well, at that point I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would give him books or I would tell him, like I wouldn't take him as a client. I don't work with guys who like haven't even stepped foot in the gym because that's just not where I'm at. That's not who I specialize with. So I would give him some YouTube videos and I would give him, tell him some books to read and, you know, some criteria for finding help, but I wouldn't, that's not somebody I'd really start working with.
1: So who, who's the kind of ideal client for you? You know, do you have like a kind of a list of uh, like characteristics that you want to see in a potential trainee?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, just that they are um, in some capacity investing in themselves and, you know, have some experience of, you know, attempting gym workouts and things like that. Um, and But the, the Spartan rises program, like, they can go through that. It's not, you know, it's not one-on-one coaching, so anyone can really just go through that.
1: So can you give me a, like, an example of, like, what should a guy be able to do, like, physical-wise? You know, like, because you see, like, in the olden days, they used to carry stones and, like, you know, squat with the logs and stuff like that. Is that something that we should get back to? Should we be outside with nature and work, you know, f- like, physical body stuff? Or have we f- just forgotten how to to work with our bodies?
0: Um, I mean they're just not being used, so anything that doesn't get used, you know, devolves faster. So yeah, I mean you should I don't I I'm not gonna say oh well you should be outside picking up stones, but you know, generally it's like you wanna be able to um you know, bench squat bench at least one point two five um times your body weight. I don't know. This is all in pounds, so in kilos, I'm not sure what it would transfer over to. But yeah, there's just you know, you can just Google like how much should I be able to bench, how much should I be able to squat and deadlift. Those are good base metrics to find um, to to reach for just you know baseline strength levels.
1: So for somebody listening, and how do they know when they've been successful? You know, instead of like how do they know when they're on the right track and things are going? To you know, be towards the sort of Spartan lifestyle. How how can I start ticking off the boxes and knowing that I'm I'm moving the right way?
0: In what sense?
1: Well, you know, is it like that? You start seeing six pack abs. Is it the you're happier in your life? You have a passion. Is it a way to kind of say, um, yeah, I'm being successful. You know, or do we never stop learning? Do we never stop having to improve? Is that part of the Life. Purpose. Yeah, that's, that's what
0: that's what they get taught in Spartan Rises is a journey, not an event. So, you know, to me, success is the ongoing pursuit of a worthy goal. So there is no, you know, it's not a destination. It's it's the journey. So, you know, I would say if if you feel like you're you're making progress with your training in whatever capacity that is, um, then you are being successful.
1: So what kind of things, I mean, you've mentioned a few times now about, you know, investing in yourself. What sort of things do you do, you know, that somebody who's interested in, you know, learning more about it, is it just like buying books and going to conferences or is there more to it than that?
0: Um, Yeah, you know, books and conferences, those are big things. I read, um, you know, three to seven books a month and... Conferences, depending on you know who who you're learning from and what you're trying to accomplish, um, there's certainly a time and place for those as well.
1: So, what kind of books would you read? You know, is there any any books that stand out that really kind of blew you away with the message that the author had?
0: Uh, well, I mean, it all depends on what you know. There's there's more books than anyone could read, obviously out. So. Again, it comes down to your selection criteria, which comes back to what are you trying to learn? What are you trying to solve? So, um, you know, a general good book um, for guys, you know, a couple good books for guys would be Wild at Heart by John Elridge, uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy. I forget who wrote that. And uh, The Way of the Superior Man. Those are all good, like kind of discover yourself, be a man kind of type books that, that they can check out.
1: Now I noticed that you've got quite an interest in um, sort of hobbies. One of them was wrestling alligators. You know, where did that come from? How how did you get into even that concept? For it was it for a date that you were, you know, <laughs> it kind of blew me away when I read that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not. So I wouldn't say it's a hobby. It's something I've done. Um, but yeah, it was a one time thing. You know, my brother was up and and uh, I found found the site and I was like I was actually in Colorado of all places in the middle of the United States and so we drove four hours and spent the day and you start off with little wrestling little baby ones and as long as you don't get bit then you keep going uh, keep going up against bigger ones so it was uh, you know very definitely scary but it was uh, it was fun to say the least
1: and so what did that teach you You know did you come away thinking oh, for the love of you know or did was it more a fact you learned that you can face your fears you know what, did you take anything from it or was it just something that you wanted to test like your masculinity or just looked like it was fun?
0: No, it was, it was, yeah, I mean, it's definitely scary kind of, you know, facing embracing the fear and, you know, with the the gators, they explain you have to, when you're close and you're going to move, you, you got to move and get them and don't second guess yourself. Um, otherwise you'll, you know, you're too slow and then you can get bit. So it was more of just, a reminder when you're going after something you know go 110 percent and uh don't don't stop
1: well that kind of perfectly leads me on to my next question you know like the spartan lifestyle was very regimented and controlled and you know they were kind of born into the life to serve and to the women were to produce strong spartan men where the men were to become warriors and you know it's you were to die on your shield or you know to wear it or die on it um can you I mean that they were very regimented controlled? do you think we have to be like that you know do you have to be very strict in the gym can do you have to be very strict to where you're eating how how strict do you do you have to be with a client to really see the kind of transformation because you know you're you look you've got one of those amazing physiques and for somebody who's maybe dabbled in the gym and you know as a, a suitable client but how strict do they have to be with themselves Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I
0: wouldn't say they have to be like crazy strict. Uh, And again, I, you know, use the Sparta brand somewhat liberally in the sense that it's not a, you know, I'm not copying every element of their society. But, you know, you have to be realistic. If it's 200% strict all the time, it's just going to burn you out and it's not fun. I mean, part of life is having fun and enjoying yourself. So that's why I teach, you know, flexibility and the principles and um, it's not about necessarily strict, but it is about being consistent. Again, it's a lifelong journey; it's not a one-time event. So that's really the bigger uh, takeaway, I think, that needs to happen.
1: So, how would you advise somebody to build consistency? You know, it's something that you see guys go to the gym. They set, you know, the, the, like the bench press like a madman. They then start squatting, then they'll start deadlifting, then they'll copy the biggest guy in the room, you know, and then they'll go home and their <laughs> agony for the rest of the week and can barely walk and then they'll never go near a gym again then they'll start the same spiral over every couple of months or every couple of years and then they'll end up just giving up so i mean how can you build consistency in the gym how do we get to doing it routinely
0: yeah i mean it's just small steps i mean it's not sexy but small steps consistently so someone like that obviously the, the the root cause there is they got to learn that that's not working. You need to follow a plan and stick to it, and not do random training, um, and just make the little progressions with the strength ladder. So measurement and and reviewing what you've done are two good things to focus on.
1: Well, in the Spartan army, the soldiers worked together in a phalanx you know, formation. So they used the soldier next to them, you know, like they helped. Like if they failed to hold the shield up in a certain way, you know the. Sh- it right. would then potentially kill their, their friends and stuff like that. So friends are obviously a big deal, even today. So how do you, you know, what's your tips for getting people into your life that are working towards the same kind of goals, you know, because not everybody can succeed on their own. How can we pick good friends to, to you know, to achieve our goals with?
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I believe you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with in the books you read. So You have to be strategic about if you want to set your life on a certain direction and and head in that direction, um, you have to be strategic and intentional about who you spend most of your time with. And, you know, so you have to ask yourself the hard questions. Are they going in the direction that I want to go? And are they leading a life that, you know, I would want to trade places with? And, um, you know, if they are, then it's somebody, you you know, you got to reach out and do the work of just providing value and and see if there's a common ground that you guys can connect on.
1: So um, do you do you network like do you go to conferences with the goal to network? Do you go to, you know, do you trial different activities to go meet new people? So, you know, if somebody's listening who doesn't really know that many people or has just moved to a new city. How can they start building up that kind of thing, you know, what what would you suggest to somebody?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, were, I would look at, you know, what are the activities you like doing and, and that are in line with your direction and, you know, spend as much time or more time in those areas uh, and you're bound to be, you know, meet similar people who have at least somewhat similar interests because they're doing the, some of the same activities.
1: So you've you've set up a, an amazing brand, and it's one that resonates with a lot of people. What kind of tips would you give to people who are listening? You know, so say they had an interest in X, Y, Z. What kind of things should they start doing if they're looking to build a channel, a business? You know, how can they turn it from a an interest into a business like you've done?
0: Uh what turn like something they like doing or?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you've you know you've taken the idea of getting guys into shape. So say if somebody's got an interest in something, I mean, do you, is there any top tips you could give for building a successful channel? You know, for building like the content, the and a community feeling around it.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, you just have to. I mean, a be consistent again because it's it's not something you can just upload one video once a month and expect. Anybody to pay attention and, and B, you just have to, you know, know your audience. So you have to talk to them, um, you know, and, uh, see what their problems are. What are they specifically struggling with in this area? And then make videos about that for them that solve their problems and, um, offer a next step with you, whether that's buying a program or some coaching or product or service. Um, but that's where it starts.
1: And do you you tend to see a kind of standard problem? You know, is there a range of issues that guys come to you and you can just kind of see the same kind of pattern flowing through it? Or is it kind of ad hoc and depends on the person and their characteristics?
0: Problem for what?
1: I mean, when they come to you, do you see that there's a a reason for it? You know, is it that they're unhappy with their marriage, they're unhappy with their bodies, they're unhappy with, you know, whatever Hmm. it is? What do you what do you see is the main reason for guys coming to you and taking um, using your products and hiring you etc
0: uh yeah they just you know they they want their health's not where they it is or their life isn't where it wants to be and they feel like they're off course so um, something along the way resonated with them and uh yeah so it, it does kind of vary
1: so for somebody listening just now um they wanted to improve you know what kind of, what, if you had to set them three challenges right now to to go away and start improving themselves, what would you tell them?
0: Uh, read 10 pages a day and go to the gym three times a week and sleep and drink a gallon of water. Uh, well, I don't know what a gallon is. Let's see. And drink a gallon of water a day. Uh, two liters. Uh, so 3.78 liters.
1: Uh, you're a fast typer I like it (laughs) so we're now on to the point where I really enjoy it It's I want to find out more about you because you know I've literally still got pages and pages of questions but I like to get to know the guests so if I start throwing out some prompts if you can just come back with the first kind of things that come into your head Um, for example what's your morning routine like you know do you have uh, routines that you do during the day
0: Um, yeah, I mean, right now I, you know, I get up and, and, uh, sit down and read for an hour. That's kind of the first thing I do by the fireplace.
1: And do you have any, do you bother with things like meditation and things like that? Uh, Um,
0: yeah, I'll usually meditate for 10 minutes either before or after I read.
1: And do you find any benefit from that? You know, do you use like an app for it, like Headspace? Or- yeah,
0: yeah, that's the one I use. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it helps kind of just center you for the day and and uh, kind of clear the mind and, and get ready to take it on.
1: And if I was to ask you what your favorite podcast was, what would you pick? You know, do you listen to podcasts? I don't. <laughs> So, I mean, what would be a guilty pleasure of yours? You know, I mean, you have an amazing physique, but if you were to have a cheap meal or, to, you know, you were, say, out and you wanted something really evil, like, you know, like, is there a particular ice cream or is there a snack that you just can't say no to when you see it? Um,
0: I mean, I, I you know, that's the thing. Like, you, the way I teach is, like, you can still eat stuff that's, you know, maybe not the best for you. Uh, I mean, I like pizza so i do enjoy a good you know a good slice of greasy pizza
1: nah, don't, don't we all have you got a favorite kind of brand you know is your favorite toppings if i was no we...
0: <laughs> nah, just cheese cheese is good
1: nah, it sounds like my dating life like, you know just cheese <laughs> so who, who do you look to as a role model in your life you know is it like do you, is it should we all look to our fathers as the inspiration or like yeah, is there people in the industries that kind of blow you away who do you look for guidance you know is there kind of certain people you meet met in conferences and stuff like that
0: um yeah i mean it just depends on what i'm trying to learn you know i definitely always obviously there's a lot of you know entrepreneurial big guys you know steve jobs and elon musk and bezos and guys who are just kind of thinking differently and running big ships and just it's always interesting to see how they think and, and try to pick up some nuggets from them
1: so what did their, can you tell us a little bit about the story about your parents' furniture business and, you know, what did that teach you the way that you've, you managed to save it with only $500, $500. what kind of things did you learn from that? You know, I mean, I'm sure you've told the story a couple hundred times already, but what, what did that whole kind of experience teach you? Like, how did it make you grow as a person?
0: Uh Yeah, I mean, it was a lot because it was company was almost under and, you know, we had employees and just a lot of things to learn because I was fresh out of school, university. Um, I was not a business major. I was a history major. So it just taught me the real thing is it taught me how to learn and learn fast and, um, that it's okay to make mistakes, but don't make the same ones twice. And, uh, and yeah, and that you have to, you know, and also that you have to continually, Change and evolve; otherwise, uh, you're going to get stagnant and, and decline.
1: And what would you say is the best purchase under a hundred dollars? You know, that's changed your life the most. Is there something that kind of like a gym accessory or uh, something that you use on a daily daily basis that's really made your life different?
0: Um, probably not. I mean, the iPhone, but that's not a hundred dollars, so. Um, just a book, I guess. I mean, I can't say a specific one, but plenty of books for under 100 bucks that have given me good ideas.
1: So, say if you, if I offered you the chance right now to hold a dinner party, you could have five other people apart from yourself. Um, they could be real or fake, alive or dead. You know, if this is your dream dinner party. Who, you, who would you invite?
0: Um, probably George Washington, Theodore Roosevelt, um, Maybe Obi Wan Kenobi and uh
1: There's a slight difference there, But <laughs> You know,
0: keep, keep get someone in there. But uh, yeah, just you know, old guys who accomplish things that, you know, I think are admirable and just, just uh learn from, you know, what what they would have to teach.
1: And so how do you like to like you know, when when you've done your research and you've been training and that sort of thing how do you like to relax away from it? You know, how, Do you go for walks and hikes and things like that?
0: Um, yeah, I don't mind um, some hikes or camping if the weather's good, uh, or four-wheeling. I enjoy doing that. Um, and just reading, too, is, is a good way to unwind, or some Xbox, too.
1: And do you think, are we ever too late to change our lives? Is there ever... A point that they somebody can't do something different you know I mean do you have older clients or is it do you think it's you have to just start this young to start improving yourself no I mean it's
0: definitely advantageous if you start young but I have guys who were in their early 70s so there's yeah it's never too late
1: and have you got a favorite kind of I always call them reader transformations is there somebody like that's made a transformation that's blown you away that has really inspired you that you could talk about?
0: Well, uh, not really, man. I mean, I, I, again, I don't, I don't promote. You know, there is no like ninety-day body transformation. That's not how it works. It's mindset transformation. And I got tons and tons of emails and stories of guys that have, yeah, really, you know, taken now taking it to life instead of life taking it to them. So,
1: uh, I think that's something. It's that's a very commendable thing because so we struggle so much with it. Um, guys just kind of let life beat them around and just, you know, they just do the same thing over and over. And was it Albert Einstein, the thing of insanity? Yeah, right. expect something different by doing the same thing over and over. Right. Um, so what's a training myth that you wish would stop? You know, what drives you crazy every time you hear it?
0: A what method?
1: A uh, training myth. You know, is there something that you hear guys go around, you know, like, you have to spend seven oh, days in the gym, or
0: roughly, yeah, muscle confusion. It's a dumb one. Muscles don't have brains; they don't get confused. So it's, but it's a good marketing term, and that's why so many people think it's true.
1: So, what's the overall goal? You know, like what's you started to get into this? You know, to blow guy, um, to get guys into shape and stuff like that. But what, what do you want to do with the channel and the business and? you know what what would you like to look back on in thirty odd years and say I succeeded? Yeah, I mean, I
0: built the channel it's just to help men become better men, so for me it's it's the inner journey work that uh no one else really teaches I think and and that's the harder stuff for guys to do, so that's um you know what I really focus on with this brand
1: and for anybody listening, what do you want them to take away from this? you know what's the the go-home message for them.
0: Well, if you want things to change for you, you have to change.
1: And do you think that's something that a lot of guys are scared of doing? It's it's changed the the biggest fear in their lives?
0: Probably, but they wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, It's just their people are comfortable and they don't want to change. And that's okay. I mean, it's okay if you don't want to, but don't say that you're not getting things that you want because you're not changing that's you know it's like you, if you're if you're okay with not changing then you need to be okay with where you're at in life and if you are there's nothing wrong with that but if you want if you want more money more freedom more health whatever like then you know you have to change
1: and um, what's an unusual fact about yourself you know that it because i like to have this at the end where everybody listens to it and goes, Wow, that you know, that kinda of me that blew me away. I'm so glad I waited to the end. What's an unusual fact about yourself that few people would know?
0: Uh I mean I don't know if it's not gonna blow anyone away, but you know, I was born on leap year, so I'm eight and eight and a half, I guess you'd say, or eight and a quarter.
1: <laughs> no, I like it. Um and how can we find out more about you you know how can we keep track and see the projects and sign up for your pro- um, you know your projects your products and things like that
0: um, yeah you can just go to spartastrength.com or just type in my name Ryan Masters into the YouTube and that'll pull stuff up
1: yeah, and the floor is open to you this is the last question so um, anything that you would like to cover any products coming up any events conferences you know how can people get in touch with you yeah, no, I
0: think just you know, hop on the website and watch some watch the videos, and uh, uh, I think that'll that'll be enough to get you started.
1: Well, I cannot thank you enough. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, Ryan. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. It's been a joy. It's I always like to highlight guys who I think could help my listeners change their lives, and you know, you've certainly got a great um, thing going. You've got a great message, and you're changing lives, so you should be very proud of yourself.
0: Oh, I appreciate um, that that's it for another week thanks for listening absorb it practice it use it until next time keep trying to hit that next level in your life